This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. This episode of All Have Another Podcast and all of the episodes in the Chicago Marathon Recap Series are presented by Athletic Greens. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, for five free travel packs plus a year-long supply of vitamin D. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I am so grateful to have you here today. We are celebrating runners who were at the Chicago Marathon weekend, and I'm so excited this week to introduce to you one of my new friends, Austin Miller, who I was so fortunate to meet and get to hear his story when I was in Chicago. I was at Sid Baptista's Pioneers Performance Streetwear pop-up party. Well, Austin has an incredible story. He started running when he was walking through grief. He lost his dad. His dad passed away from cancer. And while Austin was walking through that, He's still walking through that, but early on in those days, someone introduced him to running and he's going to share his story and how running really, truly changed his life. He has a big goal to break three hours one day. And so it's going to be really fun to follow him and see where his running takes him. I know he's got three hours in him. That's for sure. Uh, Okay. So go follow him though. First and foremost on Instagram, he is marathonaustin.pdf on Instagram. Uh, All right, friends. If you've been loving this post-Chicago Marathon series, don't forget, once a month, we give away a pair of Gooder sunglasses for new ratings and reviews. So if you haven't left us a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify, make sure you go do that so you can be entered to win a pair of Gooder sunglasses. Now, if you leave the rating on Spotify, you definitely have to email me to let me know because I don't know who leaves those on iTunes. um, I filter through that by just picking one of the names and then I'll read it on the show. Um, So anyway, ratings and reviews are just a really great way for uh, potential new listeners to find us or think about listening to us if they read those reviews. So I just really, really appreciate that. Um, If we have a few more, we might get to 2000 soon, which would be amazing. All right, friends. Thanks for being here and enjoy my conversation with Austin. Okay. Well, today on All Have Another, we have another amazing human that I got to meet Chicago Marathon weekend, Austin Miller on the show. Welcome to the show, Austin. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So excited to have you on the show. We got to know each other at Sid's event with his performance streetwear in Chicago, and you just never know where a conversation is going to take you. And I knew when we were talking, I was like, I have to have him on my podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a really good conversation. And uh, I'm really grateful for meeting you for sure. Yeah, it was super fun. Now, are you an ambassador of SIDS or were you just like representing what he was doing for the Chicago community? Yeah, so um, I was just representing for that weekend. He had kind of reached out to the Chicago community looking for ambassadors to represent his brand while he had the pop up there for the weekend. Awesome. So, okay, you're from the Chicagoland area. Correct. And you live in the city now. I do. I do indeed. Hyde Park, Southside. 
Oh, nice, nice. Well, you know, we rode our bikes over to Sid's event in the rain. That's how dedicated we were. We were very excited to be there, and it was such an adventure. I'm not familiar with, you know, the different neighborhoods in Chicago, so yeah. it was super fun to get on those bikes and just have no clue where I was going and just follow oh, Tina's wow. lead. Oh, wow. And how long did the bike ride take? It wasn't that long. It was probably like 30 minutes, but I mean, I was like, been a rain 30 minutes is crazy it was drizzling i shouldn't be so dramatic <laughs> but i mean i was ready to go like i had finished sure. eating i was like ready to go back to my hotel and just go to bed and tina's like so i'm on a bike if i like ride by where you are will you get on one and just come with me and i was like okay i needed that push because i did want to come and i'm so glad i did yeah 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 no no that, that's awesome that you guys did came i'm impressed that you came on a bike um <laughs> I honestly don't ride my bike that much in the, and I live in the city. So like kudos to you hundred percent. You know what though? Those bike services, like the city bikes, they were, yeah. they were getting utilized a ton. I mean, I had a really <laughs> hard time finding one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they do. They definitely do. They're, they're definitely popular. I just, I think riding a bikes in the city, people really do love that for sure. Uh, all right. So we have to hear a little bit about your running story. So um, you're going to have to take us way back to why you started running and how it even found you. Definitely, definitely. Um, okay, so I think we have to start at the most, like, the basic point. So back in 2017, um, my mom and I had, like, through her job, you can actually volunteer for the Chicago Marathon by passing waters out to people. Um, and I was very fortunate enough to do that at Mile 10. Mile 10 is in Lincoln Park. That's, like, kind of, like, the party atmosphere, right? Kind of, like, boarding Boys Town. Um, and so, like, the environment's very like fiesta and like you get to see so many people right it's the 10 mile mark right so people are still happy people are still like you know smiley um but it's very motivating right because you see young people old people brown people white people you know mexican people black people asian people and it's just like wow i would love to kind of do something like that one day but like you never like kind of believe in yourself like you can do something like that right but like i always thought that was motivating um and then the next year, me and my mom had volunteered again. Um, and, like, I kind of had got the thought of, like, maybe doing that, like, in the near future in my head. But, like, I wasn't for sure. And then, like, a week after the 2018 Chicago Marathon, that was me and my mom had volunteered. Um, my dad died, actually. And so when my dad died, I don't know, my, my life was just kind of, like, you know, I was I was I was in a, a very interesting place. Right? I think I was I was in a grief. I was grieving. And my cousin, he had reached out to me about running previously, and so I had, was talking kind of through my grief with him. And he was like, "I think running the marathon, uh, raising money for the cancer he had, would be kind of a, a beautiful tribute to him." And I kind of agreed. Um, and so my dad had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, three separate times within like the last 15 years of his life. Um, so I want to say my dad died at the age of, he died in 2018. He'd be 59 this year. So I want to say 55, right? So from like 40 to 55, three separate occasions, he dealt with non-Hopkins lymphoma. Um, and me and my family kind of normalized that. Like I didn't realize that like until like after his death, but like, him being sick so much like it was just part of our like our life right and so like when he got sick again that last time i think we didn't realize like this could be like him dying um 
it's because we just like we thought he was just like sick again, you know, because he had been sick a lot and walked through and got through all that before. Um, and so when he died, yes, I I took up. I decided to run the marathon and raise money for the cancer he had. And I wasn't the best runner at that time, but just the love and support I received during that time through like raising money and like that first process, uh, that was very encouraging and motivating. So like I, I very easily like hit my money go, um, but I was still like, was still trying to like learn how to like hit the mileage go every week and like learning how like to do the long run. Um, so that was really, really challenging. Um, I was actually pretty nervous about that. Um, and I, like, I was really scared. Like I wasn't going to complete the marathon. And then I ran like a, a half marathon, like I think like two weeks before my first marathon and like that gave me the confidence. And so I did it like in 2018, I finished the, like I, I, I ran the marathon. Um, I finished and like, it was just this amazing feeling and it kind of changed my life. Mm. Um, it changed my life in a, in a lot of aspects. So first, in, in terms of running, right, like completing the marathon, like I, I would say I was not a runner training for my first marathon. Like I was like, like, right, like I think, I think like I was learning what it meant to be a runner training for my first marathon. And I think like after that, my interest in running sparked. Right. It was like, wow, like I did that. Like, imagine like if I really committed to doing this and like, then I heard about the world majors. I'm like, yo, traveling around the world to run sounds like so lit, like, you know? And so I had, what I had did was, this was 2019, I completed my first marathon. I was motivated and inspired. And I was like, you know what? I want to run all the majors, but I also want to raise money for the cancer my dad died for, for all the majors. So in 2020, I had signed up for the New York City Marathon uh, mm-hmm. to raise money for the cancer he died for. Um, but obviously, we you know what happened. Uh, COVID happened. And so when COVID happened, a couple of things happened. Um, let me take this back. So after completing the, fir- the marathon as well, um, personally, like I was personally motivated to go back to school and finish my degree. That was something like my dad knew I had never completed. And like, I never really talked about it to him because like I was kind of embarrassed and shame. Mm. Um, what were you doing in your life? Like, what were you doing for work and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. So um, my first job was working at a logistics company as a sales rep. Did that for six months. Hated it. <laughs> um, Gotta have a then, job like that in there. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I had a, a friend who worked at Yelp you know, the sales mm-hmm. thing, calling people. Uh, and he was like, you should come here. So I did that for about almost two years. So like, I, like, it was like always like those hustle jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, and I saw, so, and I think that's part of who I am is like knowing that hustle thing. And then like, I, at the time I got tired of Yelp and I, um, I found this kind of Belgian based startup that was kind of looking for a similar position, but it was a more strategic position. And so I started working there. And so when I when I actually finished the marathon, I actually got promoted at work and became a customer success manager at work. And then like I was going back to school to like finish my degree and I finished my degree in 2020. So in 2020, when the world is stopping, like like I'm finishing school, I'm like I'm getting promoted at work. And then like 
I'm like, okay, I have to start training for the New York Marathon. But like also at that time, like I really don't know how to run. Like like running for me is just like like I, I like I, I was doing this all by myself. Like I didn't have a coach. I didn't have like a group of friends. Like this was just like me willing myself to get up and go run, which is extremely hard. It's extremely hard. Like anyone that says like they went running for a mile for the first time, like you gotta celebrate that because running is not easy, like especially when you're first starting. Um but during COVID I ran like six miles a day because like in my head, like I was like, even if New York gets canceled, if I'm running six miles a day, like I'm creating a discipline of like running. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I, and I, and I think that discipline that I, that I created, I thank like myself for creating that because that's done so much wonders just in my running journey. It's just like having that base. Um, but also during that time uh, I was running six miles a day. Um, I was practicing gratitude, so writing three things I'm grateful for every morning. I was Where did meditating. you pick up that practice? Yeah. So I had been following one of these these Nike trainers on Instagram. Um, his name was Brandon Collinsworth. And he did like a 30-day warrior challenge. And it was like right before, like right when COVID happened and a lockdown happened and people like were, were needing those type of things. And like he did this 30-day warrior challenge. And these, during these 30 days, like, challenge like people to do things that would like mentally uplift them and mentally boost them and like during those 30 days he had a a guest come on and one of the guests was like you should write three things you did before every morning or or five things uh just to start your morning because there's like so many negative things or just like starting your note on on positivity that goes a long way and that really stuck with me and i've been doing that ever since i've been doing it the past two two and a half years like that's one trait like I do every morning so I write two things I'm grateful for because like it's hard now but it's like it's it's a muscle you have to like there's so many things that go on every day that you may forget but just like being able to be grateful for something is so awesome um yeah and just a side note there like people can say what they want about social media but like that's so beautiful that you got that from him and um, you know I think sometimes we have this like message of toxic positivity and things like that but it's like Things like that are so important. Like you literally do that every day. I was walking to school with my son today and I was thinking about how stressed I was for the week and I just like held his little hand and I was like, I'm so (laughs) freaking grateful for your tiny little self, you know? Yeah. I'm curious, what are the three things this morning that you said? Definitely. Um, I'm grateful for to have my own space. Mm. Because, like, oftentimes, like, so in 2020, I was living with my mom. So, like, to have my own condo, like, is, is a blessing. I'm grateful for good weather because, like, I know this is short-lived. And once <laughs> February comes, you know, seasonal depression is real, you know. And that's yes, what, I, it what is. I'm realizing as I get older, you know. So, grateful for the good weather. And then I, I'm just grateful for my good health. Um, mm. Just because I've been kind of sick this past week, I think, just because of a lot of the running. And then what's kind of happened with my foot. But I think I'm healing and I should be fine for the next week. So grateful for my health. I love that. Um, So why running though? You know, running became your thing when you're grieving your dad. I'm sure you're still grieving your dad. It's a constant process. But like, why was it running? Was it just, was it the cousin or whoever it was that said you should try this? And and what do you think made it stick? Yeah, I think, I think having somewhere someone there to push me right because like i i was scared to try running i think i think running can be intimidating if Mm -hmm. you like right if you're 
if you don't have any history in it, if like you're just trying to start as an adult, like right, you you get that fear of kind of looking stupid or I'm not fast enough, I'm not wearing the right things. Um, so I, I think that his belief just in me and like we didn't initially start with the marathon actually. We did uh, 8K. It's called the Shermock Shuffle. It's like in March out here in Chicago. And, and so like I had trained for that for I think I want to say like four to five weeks, right? And that kind of gave me my first confidence of like maybe I can like run something, right? And so just like him texting me and constantly texting me and, and self-motivating me, he's like has running aspirations of himself. Um and and I think like yeah like me needing something because I I am not good at, or I was not good and I'm it's still like an evolving process of just being vulnerable mm. right and like when you're grieving like people want you to be vulnerable but it's like yo like going for emotions is is an ever ever changing process and so to speak on how I was feeling I think was very hard and I'm naturally like I naturally cover things up because I think. I was trained that way. Another thing about me is like, I have a disability, I have mild cerebral palsy. And so like, I, I've naturally learned how to like hide parts of who I am. And so like, I've naturally like been someone who's like disguised, like who I am in, in social situations, just because like fear of being judged, fear of like people not understanding who I was, because how do you explain a disability growing up? right like people don't comprehend that and so like i think running was something i could feel running was something real running was like was a challenge running like scared me mm. but it like it pushed me out the door pushed me to show up for myself and pushed me to like just like try to be better try to do better and yeah so i think it's stuck <laughs> no. you ran that first marathon like five hours right yeah, five hours, 15 minutes. <laughs> and you, like, I, I know it's crazy to think back on now because now what's your PR? Yeah, so un- unfortunately, it's, it's only three hours and 32 minutes. We're, we're only from 515? <laughs> yeah, yeah, only, only. We had a couple malfunctions this year. But but you yeah, have a lot in the tank and you have some big goals. Sure. Like you want to break three hours. Yes, I want to break three hours. I I want to be cute, right? So I want to do all the six run majors. I want to I want to do everything. <laughs> but I so when we were talking at Sid's event, though, I loved your outlook on the process, though, because you know that that's your goal. But you're like, I'm not trying to do that right now. I'm not trying to do that this fall or even in the spring. This is like, would you say a two year process from even where you are now? Yeah, yeah. I, I think like from from people I've, who I've talked to, it's like it take it's a commitment. And it's a grind. There, there's check marks you have to do to get there, and you're not going to just get there overnight. Especially someone like me, who who had no previous running experience past 2018. So, slowly chopping away at it. This episode of the podcast is supported by Athletic Greens, and I got to tell you, I am hooked on Athletic Greens. I have been hearing about AG1 forever. That is the Athletic Greens product that is filled with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced nutrients in one convenient daily serving. You just put one scoop in, shake it up with eight ounces of water, start your day with it, get your energy going, and it will have you feeling balanced, 
and supported both your immune system, your digestive system. It has prebiotics, probiotics to help with your gut health. And it also provides metabolism, energy, and stress support. I wake up in the morning, I go straight to my cabinet to get my athletic greens, start my day like that. I love starting the day with a healthy habit, putting this nutrient dense product into my body. I'm telling you, you gotta try it. They have a 60 day money back guarantee. And when you go to athleticgreens.com slash Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, you will get a free one year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five travel packs. You're gonna want those travel packs. I took mine with me to Chicago for the race and every morning in my hotel room, I had my AG1. It helps because you feel like, oh, I'm starting the day the same way I do at home, even when I'm on the go. And plus, when you're traveling, you might not get the nutrient-dense meals that you get at home. So it's that extra security blanket there as well. Like, you know you're getting those 75 vitamins and minerals in when you take your AG1 in the morning. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, and you will get that free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 plus five travel packs of AG1. All right, friends, back to the show. Tell us about your coach and the group of people that you run with in Chicago. Yep. Um, so my coach, um, his name is Isma, uh, Hispanic man, about like 45, 46 years old. But he, uh, he's been coaching people for about 12, 13 years. He does it for, for free, for just for the love of running. Mm. Um, and he started by coaching this guy named Dan. Dan is an extreme fast runner. I think his time is two hours and 30 minutes. Okay. And so like Dan is like the guy, the staple guy, right? So Dan is there every like every, every week we, we hit the track Tuesday, Tuesday, 5 a.m. So Dan is always there. Whew, um, and then so there's, early. yeah, exactly, exactly. But it creates discipline, right? Um, but Yzma, he, he gives me a plan every week. He'll send me an email every Monday morning um, saying, this is what I have to do Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, uh, and Sundays. Um, and then I, I, I train with just like a group of people that have high aspirations within running. Um, for example, um, I trained with this girl named Liz. She ran her first marathon in Chicago. She got 331. Mm. I trained for a girl named Becca. She, she beat huge. I think she got 324 in Toronto. Um, so like I train people who also have high aspirations within running and like, it like, it motivates me to, to show for myself more, you know? Yeah. Talk about how that discipline changed your life. Yeah. It, it translated to so many other things, right? I, I think it translated professionally in work uh, with me getting promoted November 2019. And then 2020, like half of my company, like unfortunately got let go. Mm-hmm. I got promoted, like, and then getting promoted again. So like creating that professional discipline. Um, I think creating that personal discipline. So like just in life, like I would wake up every morning and make my bed, right? Make my bed, create practice those things of gratitude, meditate, do yoga, run every day, like creating those personal growth habits. Um, I was reading a book a week, right? So I challenged myself to read a book a week in 2020, did that. Um, and then continue running, right? Like achieve more things in running, get faster running, get better running. How do I do that? Show up for running, like increase my mileage, like do the little things. Yeah, and it created a lot of discipline for me. So when you do the 5 a.m. runs on Tuesday and like even if you try to go to bed early, if you are like 
out the door actually at the track by five, you're probably still like not getting like, you know, eight hours of sleep or whatever. Do you just like kind of make up for the missed time throughout the week? <sighs> yes. I say, so the 5 a.m. Is, is, is an extreme one, right? So I, I typically like, I, I typically like to go running at like maybe seven, eight, yeah. maybe even, you know, maybe even like 12. So like, yes, I, I will make that up later on in the week. Yeah. I, I make that sacrifice mo- Monday night. I think one day a week to do that is like, totally doable i will tell you though the days i get up at like 4 30 which is like maybe once a week i need like three days of recovery after that. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 i'm I like sleeping until seven the next three days and i'm like is this balancing out i don't know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um are you still reading a book a week i'm not i'm i'm it's a lot slower now i would say i would say like every three weeks every month now what was the genre? Like, what were you reading in the in that time? That's 52 books in a year. Self-help. Self-help okay. is like, you know, it's that brain food. What, was your, what were, like, your favorite ones? Can you think of any? Yeah. Uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, what do you – like, you know, all those type of books, like Grit, like, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. let, me, let me pull up my list. Like, just, yeah. like, those pull books, you know? I keep meaning to read. I've not I cannot believe I haven't read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. There's actually a school here in Raleigh that is like modeled really? after that book. Really? Yes. My kids don't go there, but um one of the kids <laughs> on my son's soccer team does and I'm like that's so crazy an entire school based on those principles. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely like I those principles were life-changing. So also a little bit about me. I started that book in 2019, right? So like the end of the year 2019 after finishing my first marathon, like right to so like reading that book and like creating creating all those habits, like that definitely helped as well. So like I I I definitely recommend people going back to that book and reading that book whenever they get the opportunity. Um The Four Agreements, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, obviously, Three oh, Thinking yeah. Grow Rich. See, I'm just trying to think, but like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of some nonfiction there, but it was like mainly self-help, kind of thing, you know. Um, something that was kind of interesting was like the Wu Tang manual. Um, they, it, it wasn't self-help, but like also recognizing their success came from like having discipline and habits, and I think that was what I really learned out of all the books I learned is like creating discipline and habits can really like propel you to like new heights. Wu Tang, like the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they have yeah, a book yeah, called yeah. The Wu-Tang Manual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, that's so awesome. Okay, so you have to share the story of your Berlin Marathon experience. But yeah. um, before you do that, I you spoke at the Storytellers Night at Sid's event, which I'm so sad to miss. A, first of all, did they record that? Yes, he said did record it. Said oh, record. is he going to do anything with it? Like, is he releasing anything? Uh, I don't know. We, we'd have to ask Sid. Maybe we add Sid. Okay, we'll ask Sid <laughs> that question. Okay. Um, but was there anything from that night that you shared that you want to share about your story in this conversation as well? I'm so sad I missed it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think running was the, the first time I think I've ever felt free. Mm. I think, right, I think being a, being a black boy that grew up in a predominantly white environment, you always get a perception of, oh, you're not black enough, oh, you act too white, oh, you're Oreo. And then on top of that add-on, you have a disability, right? So it's like, 
how do you hide the disability or how do you try to normalize yourself within a society that doesn't think you're normal? Like, right. So I've always had those doubts or those things go in my head, like throughout my life, but in running, it just provided a space of just not being judged for those things and just like getting miles. And so like, I'm so grateful for the Chicago community because they opened their arms up to me and they have embraced me as a runner and, I've seen great things and I've been able to be a part of great things. So what would you want to tell a little boy like yourself, like from all those years ago, now that you've experienced this freedom? (laughs) It gets better. Mm. Don't worry. It gets better. It gets a lot better. It's, it's so hard though, when you're walking through it, right? Like you don't, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know how you're going to feel in 10 years or 20 years. And do you think if you wouldn't have found running, like, is there somewhere else you could have found that? <laughs> I don't think that. Like I like thinking back where my the trajectory of my life before running, and like where running has brought it. Like, I don't think so. Or it would have taken a, a lot longer to find. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, running came at the perfect time when it needed to in my life for where I was. Um, so, yeah, I can't even imagine, like, running not being my life. Mm. Um, okay, so tell us the story about, about the Berlin Marathon. Okay. This is wild. Yep, yep. This is so wild. Yeah. Um, so the Berlin Marathon was Sunday, what, Sunday, September 25th. Um I get to Berlin the Friday before the race. So like Friday evening, I'm in Berlin. Uh, Saturday before the race, I don't hydrate properly. So typically I take two mornings before the race. So I didn't do that. Um, I didn't enter the, the correct corral for Berlin. So I, I like snuck in the corral that I think started at 930. But anyway, so like I didn't take the right hydration before the race. I snuck in a corral. I didn't have like my timer like to like five minutes before the race, but like that's a different story. But like anyway, so I'm running the race. I'm pacing for about I think three twenty to three twenty two, right? So um I hit the the twenty one kilometer mark, I think at one forty four, and I get to about kilometer I wanna say like 31, 32, and I'm just, like, dehydrated. Like, my body cannot, like, take, like, this anymore, like, because I didn't properly hydrate before the race. I didn't get enough sleep before the race. And it's just, like, a lot of things going on. And so, like, I stop, and, like, these random people come up to me. Uh, one's, like, a doctor. She's, like, we have to stretch you out. Uh, they, this, they start giving me things to, like, drink and eat. Um and like they're like we have to call the paramedics Mm. and so they call the paramedics and when they call the paramedics like they take me in there um and i'm shivering and i'm shivering and they're like you have to take me to the hospital and so they take me to the hospital and in the hospital um they put the uv fluids in me uh i'm laying on a hospital bed for 20 to 30 minutes and like I'm like okay like I don't know where I'm at I'm in Berlin Germany like I'm in a foreign country I don't speak this language I have no currency I have no phone 
Um, and so, like, I'm talking to the doctor. I'm like, is there any way you guys can help me, like, get back to, like, the race grounds? Because, like, that's why I'm in Berlin. It's, like, for this race. And the doctor's like, well, I don't advise you racing. I'm like, I get that. But, like, <laughs> I, like, have nothing. Like, like literally no phone. Like, literally the bib on me is, like, the only – like, the, the two things on the bib are, like, the address of, like, where my friends are staying and the hotel where my mom is staying. Like, literally, that is, like, the only thing I have with me. Like, I confirm anything about me in Berlin. And the doctor's like, well, I don't recommend you running. Like, okay, I get that. Well, he's like, if you want to leave, you're going to have to sign yourself out. So I, I met myself out early at the hospital. Like, I'm, I'm like, at this point, like, I'm kind of, like, almost, like, yelling. Or not yelling, but, like, trying to get the nurses to help me, like, find my way back to somewhere that, like, resembles the race. Eventually, like, one of the nurses calls my mom, but from my mom's perspective, it's like a random number from Germany. So she's not in Um, And so, like, they're, like, kind of SOL. And I'm like, okay, can, like, you at least, like, help me, like, get to, like, the start line? And so one of the nurses writes the directions to the start line on a sticky pad um, and then hands it to me. And then I take it and I, I start walking outside. I make a right. I make a left. And then I make a right. And then, like, ironically, I end up on a, the 31-kilometer mark, and I'm like, oh, I'll just finish the race. And so I just go <laughs> finish the race. Because I'm like, I, I, I came all this way, like, why not just finish? Did you walk? No, 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 no. I, I started running. So I, I think I I think I started at, like, a 10-minute pace and got down to, like, 75. It's so funny. He showed me his actual, like, splits on the race results and it's like this just like massive gap of yeah. like or like minutes per mile or whatever it's just like it's so funny and it's so crazy that of all places you just happen to stumble back to where you were yeah 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 no it's like it's super because like, you actually didn't miss a mile i don't I, so like i maybe maybe i don't know maybe i might have ran like maybe half mile more right so like, okay yeah it's like very very crazy very fortunate and because your thing with getting back to the race was like, your mom's waiting for you. She has no idea yeah. where you are. She's expecting you to finish around 320. And she's just like, yes. "Where? where's my son? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like, so luckily she's with a few of my friends and like, so they're there with her. So she's not alone. But like, yeah, like I was, I had, I was running with a few friends from Toronto. So like everyone was trying to like be in communication with like, where's Austin? No one knew like, like they just like saw I stopped on the on the tracker and for like two or three hours everyone was like freaking out. That's really scary. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah. do I try to go to the med tent that's right there? Like, how do I even get there? Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot. And so, were like, they at finish. the finish line? <laughs> so they, so at some point, they found out I was like at the hospital or no at some point they found out I checked myself out and so when I had crossed the finish line they were at the train to go to the hospital unfortunately oh really (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. and the the hospital people are like sorry your crazy friend wanted to finish the race (laughs) yeah 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 Oh my goodness. This is just like so wild. So then, so then you go run Chicago and you end up feeling like tired and it's not the best race ever. So yeah, I, I ran Chicago and I think around Chinatown, I had, um, 
tripped on one of the steel bridges. Oh, and yeah. when I tripped, I, I like that, like stopped my momentum. I started cramping up. And so when I started cramping up, I, I didn't perform my best, like the last eight miles. What'd you end up running in Chicago? Uh, 344. Okay. But like all things considered, if that's, you know what I mean? If that's what happens after Berlin, which isn't that much before you trip, yeah, sure. like, sure. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Two years ago, that would have been a four thirty. <laughs> you're right. You're you're right. You're right. You're right. For sure. For sure. For so sure. now what? What are you? What are your plans now? You're gonna chill for a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because he's I mean, thinking me chill. What? Yeah, yeah. There, there's no chill. Um, so like, part of me kind of already has like twenty three planned out, but part of me wants to. Like, finish the year with a marathon so like I oh think no first, another one <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know but like but like the first race i want to do in 2023 is the houston half nice um and then maybe uh so my running crew is going to do the speed project okay um, tell us LA about that Vegas. yeah so the speed project is um a race from an unsanctioned race uh from la to las vegas um it's gonna be like a 12 crew we're gonna have a sprinter van and i think an rv uh, and then some crew drive um and so i think we're each gonna run like 28 miles give or take although maybe a little bit more depending on the runner but uh trying to do that within 48 hours and when is that uh march okay so i think i want to do houston half speed project then I'm debating if I want to fundraise money for London. Okay. And then after London, I would do Chicago has a half marathon now in June. Uh huh. Uh huh. I, I would I would do that. Then train for Chicago, and then probably New York. So Chicago's the PR race. Yeah, Chicago's like what I want to focus on because like. Uh, Chicago has not been a good showing for me. Like, even the year before, like, it was really hot, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I was expecting, like, Chicago was supposed to be the race last year. I was going to kill it. Yes. Like, New York last year was supposed to be the fun race. And New York ended up being, like, this amazing race. But, like, I, I need to do Chicago right. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, your place. Like, you know yeah. it. You know it front yeah. and back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you had a good race in Chicago last year? Or, sorry, sorry, New York? Yes, yes. New York is where I got the 332. Okay, so I'm super curious because I surprised myself in New York in 2019. I'm running yeah. it in two weeks. I just, I was so scared of the hills that I was like, I, this course is going to destroy me. But I mean, the last, you know, you know, mile 23 where it's like that gradual yeah. hill. Central that takes, Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, even before you get to Central Park, is it like 23rd? I don't know what street it is, but you're like, yeah. you're climbing and you're climbing. Then yeah. you go yeah. in yeah, yeah. and then yeah. out. That kind of killed me. I didn't sure. like I didn't drop same, down same. as much that I same. was like crawling, but it like definitely killed my pace. Um, it took two minutes off me. It took two minutes. Yeah, I went from like seven forty fives to eight twenty fives, which it's not too bad. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, yeah. but other than that, I was like, this course was so freaking fun. Like crowds aside, yeah. the ups and downs made it more fun than just like the straight in Chicago. So, how did you experience that? I definitely say New York is probably one of my favorite courses. I think I, I think I, I do prefer the different elevations just because A, that's how I train. And then B, it's just like 
I think it it just tests you more. Like mm-hmm. I, I think just like, and I, I think I I prefer that different just like changes changes. It breaks the miles up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go yeah. by a little bit faster, even though you're working I, really hard up some of them. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like so that your a lot. PR is in New York. Yes, my PR is in New York. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty telling <laughs> what you can do on a flat course when given the chance. Exactly right. So it's like. So that's the give and take. It's like, I know I can do better. It's just like, it's not on paper yet. So it's just like, I need to get it on paper. Totally. <laughs> Have you thought about doing CIM ever? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking that I'm thinking about doing it in December. Like, You're like thinking about doing gotta, it in like five weeks. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got to talk to my coach and kind of see what he says and see what, like, so I'm going to the doctor tomorrow just about my foot to verify everything's fine. Yeah. Everything, if they say everything's fine, if my coach says I'm fine and we can get a plan together, why not? You yeah. <laughs> you are living your best running life, like traveling to I all am. these races. Like, is this, this is like being a single guy in his thirties is like, I can just do this and enjoy every minute of it and travel. It, it, it used to be rooftop and brunches. Now it's running all over the world. Oh, I love it. <laughs> do you ever miss that? Like, do you ever miss the old? No, because I mean, like, here's the thing. Like I, I miss some of the relationships, but like running has like, made me such a better person and brought so much more in my life i'm forever grateful <laughs> like I, I i literally went to europe for the first time because of running i was in toronto last weekend because of running like i was on a nike ad like i saw my face on that ad because of running it's like so cool you know it's like the coolest things are happening because of running yeah that's so awesome yeah and i i think that running like i think that we put so much into it, like self. We put so much into self when we run. But what I find is I become my most creative and also giving self because of running. Like because I think of all of the good things I can do or creative things I can do while I'm running. Like that that pushes me in the other areas of my life that people who aren't experiencing it might not understand. I, I would 100% agree. I would 100% agree. Um, okay. So cool. Well, so I wrap up here with into podcast questions. Did I send you those? Yes, you did. You did. Okay, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> people, people that listen are probably sick of me hear, hearing me say, did, did we send you those? It's because when my assistant sends people emails, she always does it. But when I coordinate my own interviews, I am not as good as her, and I sometimes forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, You're good. You did great. Okay, good. So shout out to Emma for for being better than me at that, though. Uh, Austin, what is something professionally or personally you'd like to do that you haven't done yet? Uh, BQ. So qualify for Boston. What is your BQ time? Uh, under three. Okay. So two fifty five, really. That's your three. Yeah. Okay. Although yeah. people have been getting in right on the nose. They have, but I feel like now that the I think the COVID vaccine is lifted, right, it's going to change that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I was thinking that. Are they not requiring that anymore? I, I think I think they won't be in the future, I think. Okay. I did think, I, it wasn't really talked about, but I did think that was one of the big factors probably yeah. that they were requiring that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and plus, it's just good to have that, like, security blanket regardless. Like, okay, sure. I got five sure. extra minutes. Because the biggest it's been, was it like six minutes one year? Yeah, yeah, right? So it's just like, 
I don't know. No one ever knows. You can do it. You can do it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know you can. Uh, you're way more d disciplined than I am. And um, I can just, <laughs> I know it's going to happen for you. I appreciate the positivity. Thank you. Um, okay. And then personally, do you have something outside of running? I think I, I, I could say, I could say a, a bunch of other things like, oh, I want to like financial stuff. But I think, I think running is, is the biggest thing right now. Like really running is like, I think once I do this, I can start focusing on other things. But like right now, this is just like that one thing that mm -hmm. is just like, gets me up and out of bed every morning. It's like knowing that uh, every day gets me closer. Yeah. And I think that that's really important that you know that that's your focus right now. Um, Thank you. It was Emily Sisson we, I interviewed on this podcast and she was talking about Molly Huddle saying like, it's kind of cool to like be at the peak and like know like there's just this one thing that I'm working really hard for and it doesn't matter what level you are. For you, it's three hours. For someone else, it's four yeah. hours. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It's kind of really cool to go all in on something. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Life's short. Um, but you mentioned the financial thing. What's your biggest takeaway from Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Pay yourself first. Okay. I feel like that's one of those books that's like sitting on my dad's bookshelf that he's like. <laughs> yeah. What is it? The Napoleon Hill, like all the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think Rich, Grow Rich. Yeah, oh, yeah, is that yeah. Napoleon? Is that the author? Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. My dad like forwards me emails about like quotes from him like every day. <laughs> And I don't read them, but I should. Um, speaking of dads, though, what would your dad think about all this? He would be proud. Yeah. I think I think one thing that I, I need to do more is that's a great question. Is like I, I don't I don't sit and think in that question. Mm. Um, because I, I think he'd be very proud. Um, so thank you for asking me that question. Actually. I'm picturing your mom at the Berlin Marathon following you around. Would that be your dad's thing? Like, would he enjoy going to races and stuff? So he used to coach me in soccer growing up. Okay. So, like, he had this, like, massive voice. Like, he used to sing in church on Sundays, like, the next day, right? So, like, he had this massive voice. And, like, he would always hear him on the soccer field. And I could just envision him, like, seeing me run past. And he'd be like, Austin! And, like... You know, that's just giving me energy. So I definitely think you'd appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I love that. That's so beautiful. Um, how's your mom doing? You know, um, grieving has its process for everyone. I think it, it's a, a little while for her, but I think she's grown into this new aspect of her life. Like, right, so she likes traveling. She she likes living her best life. So, like, seeing me run and travel gives her inspiration for her best life. Um, but she's definitely coming into her own as well that's really cool yeah all right austin if you could have coffee tea or cocktail with someone fun motivating or inspiring i know you've got a long list of people that you've been <laughs> reading about listening to i'm so curious what your answer is yeah yeah i think i think the first one and the most basic answer would be david goggins obviously uh, right it's like he does all these impressive things or he did all these impressive things and it, it all starts with mindset right so like i think oftentimes we just need those reminders and he would be a great person to get that reminder i did read his book <laughs> he did a lot right i can't remember what podcast i listened to him on to like 
be introduced to him. Um, yeah. Maybe ritual. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's uh, he's something else. What do you think about his like no BS attitude, though? Like, you know what I mean? Like he is. So that that's kind of like my running coach. OK. Essentially. And so like my running coach is like no excuses. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. And so I think and, and that, that's almost my my dad to a degree. And so I find comfort in it. Mm. You know, I find like showing up like even like even if like you can't do your best that day, still show up. And that's what I get from them. It's like I get no BS, but like, what does it really mean to you? You know? Mm. Yeah, you can interpret that for your own life however you want to. Exactly. What's the best, most recent book you've read? Um, Minor Feelings. So, Minor Feelings is by Kathy Park Hong. It's about just like the uh, Asian American experience in America. And it's like oftentimes, like, Asian Americans are, are known as being very passive. So to hear their voices and to hear what they truly think about something is very interesting to me. Oh, cool. How did you find out yeah. about that book? <laughs> um, so the young lady I'm currently talking to, she is half Filipino, half white. And that's something that she kind of brought to my attention. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a run crew in Chicago Get, uh, family style. Family style. Yes. Family style. Yes. One of the founders came to the event that we were. Sunny. Sunny. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really cool. And I love that the woman you're dating just brought this to your attention. <laughs> and did she give you the book? Was she like, you should read this to learn more? No, it was more like me trying to learn more about her and asking her those type of questions. Like, do you recommend like? to better understand you is there anything because she's a big reader is there anything that you think i can read oh cool she suggested to me, and she suggested crying in h mark if you're familiar with that book as well okay cool thank you for sharing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i mean that's a good boyfriend right there i'm not saying you're her boyfriend <laughs> but i'm just saying like you asked her the question that. you asked her the I'm question to listen to this yeah like what can i do to know better yeah 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 um, okay. And the last question we always ask everybody is what is your last message to leave with the audience today? I think what what you do today will have a huge impact on what you're doing tomorrow. And tomorrow doesn't necessarily mean the next day, but like maybe next month or next year. Cause like if I look back today, October, what is it? 24th 2022 and go back to October 2018 when my dad died the person I've done and what I've accomplished in these four years like it wouldn't have happened if I didn't like take that first step within running I I truly believe that and like what I've accomplished through running and like outside of running in the past four years it's just beginning so I keep going like it may seem bad in, in, the, in the moment, but it's not. It's gonna. It's propelling you for for greater things, for better things, to be in better places, better spaces, better conversations, better everything. I didn't know you before your dad died, but I feel this like true joy from you when I talk to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's beautiful. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Athletic Greens, for supporting this podcast, this Chicago Marathon series. I'm using Athletic Greens every single day, and it has changed the way I feel. I have so much more energy when I take my Athletic Greens. I look forward to waking up in the morning and drinking it, which I know sounds crazy. Um, because what I really look forward to is that coffee, but now I don't feel right drinking the coffee without my Athletic Greens. And you all can get five free travel packs plus a year-long supply of vitamin D when you go to athleticgreens.com slash Lindsay. All right, friends, go follow Austin on Instagram. Let him know what you thought about his story. Give him a little support and encouragement for that uh, long-term goal of sub three Boston qualifying. He is marathonaustin.pdf on Instagram. You can also follow me. I am lindsayhine626. I'd love to connect with you there. I'm at lindsayhine on Twitter. And uh, we have a great Facebook group. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine. You can learn more about this podcast and all the shows in our network when you go to sandyboyproductions.com. Friends, thank you for being here. Have a great rest of your day. We have an episode this Friday with Dr. Stacy Sims talking about perimenopause and menopause and training throughout that. That's to follow up with her first episode we did on training as a female athlete at a high level. And then we've got two more Chicago Marathon episodes next week. So lots of good stuff coming up. I'm so excited. Excited to see those of you who might be in New York City next week. I can't believe it's already happening, but I hope to see so many familiar faces in the streets of New York City running that marathon for Every Mother Counts. If you are interested in supporting uh, my efforts to support Every Mother Counts, just go to my profile and my Instagram, and I have my link to donate to my fundraiser where I'm trying to raise $10,000 for Every Mother Counts. Super excited about that. Would love for you to be a part of that collective effort. Uh, again, my Instagram's lindsayhine626, and my Twitter's at lindsayhine and the The link to donate is in both of those bios. All right, friends, we will see you Friday. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for being here.